alone by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH, 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. What a rainy, rainy Monday it's been. Do you know that uh, the at least the last four Mondays have been rainy? And the reason I know that is because, uh, oh, by the way, hi, Sissel. <laughs> we got a whole uh, studio full of people I'll introduce you to in just a moment. Uh, but uh, how you doing, Sissel? Good to see you. I'm doing pretty well. Parked my boat outside uh, on my way in this morning. <laughs> Paddle boat? <laughs> Paddle. Or, uh, uh, no, it's a canoe. It's a canoe. <laughs> okay. Just kind of floated down the highway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last time, uh, didn't you have kind of like that little kind of canoey thing that we were playing in the snow with? Or uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I had a little sled, a plastic sled. Yeah. I probably could have used that to get into work pretty much just as efficiently as the highway. I have some bad memories about that uh, <laughs> flying into to bushes. But uh, yeah, gosh, isn't it hard to, to believe that this was only a few months ago, back in February, that we were talking about the snowmageddon, and now we got the rainmageddon. And, uh, but anyways, welcome. Uh, and the reason I said I, I know Mondays are always rainy because we've been trying to get our son to have swimming classes on uh, Monday mornings, and we've had to oh, postpone no. or cancel them the last four weeks because it's every single t- every single Monday it's been rainy. Uh, and here's another one. Uh, welcome to you. Thanks for joining us. Good news show. Here is uh, an hour that we get to talk about the, the good stuff happening in the dioceses of Dallas and Fort Worth. And boy, the, the, the bulk of the show today is going to be about the 12 newly ordained priests in the uh, Dallas and Fort Worth diocese. I mean, these are the largest ordination class ever in the history of Fort Worth. I mean, this is like it's a big crazy. deal. And so we'll tell you about them. In fact, in the second half, we're going to speak to two of the newly ordained priests in the Diocese of Fort Worth, uh, Father Sam Mall, who uh, you've been friends with for a while, right? So, so you know him? I do. He um, came and did his um, internship year at St. Philip's, my parish, a couple of years ago. So I got to know him because he's helping with the youth and a lot of other things. So he's great. Yeah, so he's going to join us by phone. And also Father Brett Metzler uh, will be joining us at about quarter till. And so happy about that. Thanks to Pat uh, Swachina in the Diocese of Fort Worth. I contacted him last week and said, hey, can you get some you know, the new priests? And uh, Pat went to work and got the two on for us. So, so thank you very much, Pat. And also, Annette Gonzalez-Taylor, she was uh, trying very hard to get some of the new Dallas priests. But the problem with that is that they were only ordained like two days ago, and they're all foreign uh, you know, priests. And so they all have their family in from out of the country. And she said it's just... A little too much, you know, because the family's probably leaving about this time mm-hmm. or this week and for them to come to the studio in the midst of all their family. And uh, so we're going to uh, postpone the Dallas priests for a, a week or two and do that another time. In fact, it might be while I'm on vacation. So <laughs> that's going to know. be one of your shows. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Uh, a couple other th- interesting things uh, related. We have the return 
of Sam Kavana, uh, who is our uh, wonderful intern. He had done it previously uh, here with us, and uh, immediate impact because we're we're live on Facebook live. We haven't done this for this show for quite some time. So, Savannah, Sam, thanks for coming back. Yeah, it is great to be here. I feel it's awesome to be back. Yeah, and uh, you've got this up on Facebook Live, and so if you want to see Sam and Sissel, and uh, Diane is here as well. She's not on camera, so uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. You come from a, a famous family as far as we're concerned, because <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, years ago, your brother Francis started interning with us, and then you know he, he ran his course as an intern with us, and then before long, we had John Cavana. Uh, he's now a seminarian over at Holy Trinity and UD, and then you and uh, you know, you're just your your family's been such a blessing to us. So, so what what are you trying to get out of the internship? Yeah, uh, well, it's it's great because having a big family who have all gone here before is great because it gives a lot of experience. And I think um, the main thing is I like doing things like podcasts and talking yeah. with the microphone because <laughs> talking is great. So, um, yeah. Can I coach you on that? Talking is great, yeah. right? That's yeah. good for radio. You got to yeah. talk, yeah. It's very important. Um, so it's nice to just be on the radio and also be helping with um, good Catholic radio is really good. And mm-hmm. It's very helpful. Yeah. So Well, we're glad you're here. So thanks. It'll be a summer uh, every Monday, uh, yeah, we hope, uh, most Mondays anyways, and maybe a few surprise uh, visits during the week as well. So anyway, Sam Cavana, our new intern. Uh, and so, so real quickly, let's uh, give everybody an up-to-date. Also, Diane Xavier is here. You'll hear her voice. Uh, Diane is always kind of the hidden one, even on our <laughs> Friday show. You rarely see her. Uh, summer, sp- uh, I'm getting confused. Summer Shirathon yes. begins tomorrow, tomorrow morning Woo. at 7 o'clock. 7 a.m. And the theme is Holy Catholic Batman. But not, <laughs> not the Batman part, but uh, Holy uh, Catholic. Are you preparing it, all your Batman quotes, Dave? I, I'm, I'm not a Batman fan. You know, I'm not I, a, I'm not a superhero to, guy. I'll pull them out. I'll pull them out yeah. for you, Dave. That's maybe what we should do during our hours, Dave, is I just come up with all these mm-hmm. holy donations. <laughs> I'm kind of the old school Batman, like well, back in the 70s, like boom, kabow, yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. They don't do that any longer, do they? Uh, not quite, but they, they, you know, the holy, the, it's Robin who says, holy blah, 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 Batman, and that came from the 1960s series. Oh, okay, so, all right. Adam West. Adam West, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, who played, who played Robin? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that, and, it's, and my mind blanked as soon as you said <laughs> not, that. Not that, I, not that I know, but uh, anyways, okay. So, yeah, tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock, and we always say we, we want the first caller to be from North Texas, okay? So if you're listening right now and you're planning on donating, how about calling us at about 5 till 7 tomorrow morning so that we can show those other markets like uh, <laughs> Houston and San Antonio. We love the donors from those markets as well, but we get a little bit competitive, as do the other general managers. <laughs> so uh, the, the phone number to call tomorrow is 800-476-3311. We've got that funny spot that we're playing promoting yes. it. Uh, that, that turned out quite well. Uh, so anyways, the theme is Holy Catholic. And also, we had a chance to do uh, a few interviews uh, that I think turned out real well. One of our other interns, Jonathan Von Weber Hansberg, uh, Cecil, you interviewed him, young mm-hmm. guy. It's great to see high school, you know, teenagers that like Catholic radio. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. He, he was great. Um, he's so funny. He loves Catholic radio, uh, talks about all his favorite, um, 
apologetic. He loves apologetics, especially. So we had a great conversation about that. And I think it's just going to be so cool that people are going to be driving um, and listening to our share and they're going to hear this young voice come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah. And also, uh, a wonderful lady named by the name of Amy Wasilewski. I did four interviews with her that we're going to highlight this week. She not only used to work for Planned Parenthood, she was on the board of Planned Parenthood. And she was a big-time feminist, and she was... Uh, you know, an RA at a, a dorm up in Washington. They knew her as the condom lady. I mean, she was far gone. And through the grace of God, and Catholic Radio played a part in this, uh, she came back. Uh, well, she was baptized in the Catholic Church. She left Planned Parenthood. The details of how she left and how she finally decided that she had to get out of there, uh, really amazing. And uh, pretty, uh, you heard it, Diane, yes. the, the story. It's really amazing. So we'll, we'll play that probably several times during this week. Also interviewed Jeff Scheffelbein about being holy Catholic. Uh, he's a great guy, and he just kind of res- you know, just kind of, Every, every part of his, his life is very Catholic, so looking forward to that. Uh, real quickly, because we have a lot of things to talk about, not only the, the, the newly ordained priests, but all of the assignments that Bishop oh, yes. Olson and Bishop uh, Burns have done. Uh, you may be surprised, if you're listening right now, that you may be getting a new priest, a new pastor, uh, some, some of the, the very well-known names are being shuffled around the diocese as far as uh, new assignments. Uh, so we're going to go over some of those as well. But Diane, real quickly, uh, update on Summer Speaker Series event and how we're doing on ticket sales. Yes, it's it's June 7th, and the Summer Speaker Series event will be here before you know it on August 5th. But as of today, this morning, we have about 261 to 262 total attendees. Okay. And um, so, I mean, in our capacity, I believe, the where we're going to have it, Irving Convention Center, the Grand Ballroom, can hold up to over just a bit over a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But get your tickets now because you never know. People like to wait till the last minute when they come back from their vacations. So now yeah. is a perfect time to get your tickets. I mean, this is actually a, a rare appearance by Father Ricardo because he doesn't really travel a lot and give talks, even though his talks are very powerful and amazing. He knows how to, you know, hit you right at the heart. And he's his talks are so good. I even like downloaded one of his talks just for me. We've even gotten requests. You know, yeah. for the talks that we have played to get, if they can get a copy of his talks. So if you're a big Ricard- Father John Ricardo fan, or if you've never heard of him, I mean, this is a great chance to come hear him live in person. I mean, you will be transformed. So mm-hmm. um, Yeah, that's well said. I and, think uh, Diane should always do our Summer Speaker Series oh, promotions. I know. She did such she, a good she's, job. Uh, she's doing it with such intensity as I know, well. it's wonderful. Uh, I feel like I need to go buy my ticket yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Get your Diane, ticket. Uh, so I'm the MC. That's another spot that we did. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Diane. 260 or so tickets sold. And believe me, for this far out, uh, with still two months before the event, uh, that, that the ticket sales are going really well. I'm pretty certain we're going to have a 1,000 people there. And uh, again, you know, can can you get your tickets a week before? Probably, but you know, get them now because it helps us with planning purposes. We have to turn in numbers to the Irving Convention Center, and not not as a scare tactic, but in a in a worst case scenario, you know, COVID t- you know does it does uh, you know rears its ugly head again, and instead of a thousand, we can only have five hundred people or four hundred people, and then we have to just take the first four hundred people that bought tickets. I I don't think that's going to happen. I pray it won't happen, but. 
Last summer it did. I remember I was on vacation in June uh, down in South Padre in June last year, and they instituted the face mask policy and everything, you know, it it, 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 it ramped up during the summer. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um, and and now we're in the post, I mean, we're still in the COVID era, but things are starting to open up a little more. I know people yeah. have been stuck in their homes, and, you know, this is a great time, August 5th, to just get out there and, I mean, this is and one of the first talks you are here are for many people to hear live in person. It's Father John Ricardo. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow, that in itself is very special. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, I think about, you know, okay, Dr. Scott Hahn, great speaker. I've probably seen him three or four times. Uh, I mean, Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers, I've probably seen him four times. Tim Staples, three, four times. I mean, mostly, and, and, and if they came back, I'd want to see him again. They're great. Uh, Father Ricardo, think about it. How many times have you seen Father Ricardo speak live? I bet almost everybody listening right now, uh, is saying, I've, I've never seen him live. He came and spoke to Legatus, uh, a couple years ago. That's a very, you know, kind of exclusive group. Uh, but you're so right, Diane. It's a great opportunity. Outstanding speaker. So do get your tickets. In fact, I hope to see a few people during this hour get their tickets. You can do it. Summer Speaker Series. Dot com, summerspeakerseries.com. Anything else about that event? Oh, no, I just guarantee if you buy a ticket during this hour, we will definitely be very excited. You'll get to mm-hmm. hear all of us tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get very excited. All very, right. very excited. Okay, so that's August 5th. And uh, again, we're more than a quarter of capacity uh, sold already. And so please do get them. We want to see you there. It's going to be a great event. Uh, Father John Ricardo and With a lot of other... With free parking at the Irvin Convention Center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diane can't help herself, can she? She's in like total promotional mode, which oh, yeah. is great. All right, so let's talk about not only the newly ordained priests, but also the, the parish assignments and... This is kind of, and, and by the way, Sam, you've got a, a brother who's, uh, uh, you know, seminarian. Uh, do you get to go over to Holy Trinity Seminary very much, or uh, do you get like special yeah. privileges over there? Or? It's been a while since I've been there. I I saw the new first the new facility, I think somewhere around last year. But no, there's not right now. You don't really, we don't really visit it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, all right. Let's try to make sense of this. Uh, just two days ago on Saturday, the Dallas Diocese uh, and you know Bishop Edward Burns ordained uh, six men as priests for the Diocese of Dallas. Uh, it happened at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Capel, which is Sam's parish, yeah. and uh, and uh, the mass was concelebrated by Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly and priests throughout the Diocese of Dallas. Um, all right, so interestingly, the six new priests hail from birthplaces such as Cameroon in Africa, Mexico, Poland, and Spain. All right, and the men are, now let's see if we, okay, I'm, I'm going to name them and then we're going to tell you where they have been assigned. Okay, some of these, uh, let's see. One of them was uh, Father Adam Musiliak, uh, is now the parochial vicar at St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas. Okay, that's where I grew up. That's where I went to school. I have uh, I graduated from St. Patrick's in Dallas, so uh, uh, that that's him. Father uh, Samuel Martinez, parochial vicar at St. Anne's and Capel. Now, St. Anne's Capel is doing like a complete changeover, yeah. right? Like nobody's staying and everybody's coming in new, right? Isn't that the, yeah. basically what's happening? It's, yeah, it's going to be very, very different because our pastor is going to be retiring and then we have... Uh, new pastors coming in, but also the two parochial vicars are leaving. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that's that's kind of unusual, but uh, that's that's what's happening. Uh, Father Juan Torres is one of the newly ordained priests of the Dallas Diocese. He's going to 
uh, be the Procure Vicar at St. Juan Diego in Dallas. Now, that's a unique parish because it's all Spanish Masses. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any English Masses there. And they're losing their pastor. And uh, from what Martin, our general manager at Cajon, said, very, very beloved pastor there leaving. I'll tell you more about that in a second. Uh, Father Felipe Vives is Procure Vicar at St. Joseph's in Richardson. So he'll be assisting Father Jason Cargo. Uh, he's one of the newly ordained ones. And then uh, Father Desmond Nidicum. I think Indicum. Indicum? I think. Okay. Yeah. And he had been at St. Cecilia Parish uh, because Carla Lacroix, who's yes. our super volunteer, said he's just a, a, a beloved man and joyful. And he has been assigned as parochial vicar to St. Michael the Archangel in McKinney. Okay. So that's where he's going. And then finally, uh, Reverend Ricardo Regalado. He was, we interviewed, he was in our studio. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good memory, Diane. Uh, okay, Father Ricardo Regalado, and he came in to talk about uh, seminary, is that right? Not, not not just seminary, but I think his parish was doing a catechesis program, okay. and he had guests from Spain come in, oh, okay. a lady from Spain. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, and he's going to be Procure Vicar at St. Mark the Evangelist Parish in Plano. All right, so, but I bet, I bet Edward... Did you keep uh, track of all that? <laughs> uh, I think so. So, St. Patrick's, uh, St. Michael in, in McKinney. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> long, j- as long as you're keeping track, so... so. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so other news, and I, and I bet you a lot of this is, uh, and I, I can't go over all of it, just from the Dallas Diocese, three really long-time beloved priests are retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Father Robert Williams. And, Diane, he's been your pastor before, right? Uh, yes, at Good Shepherd Parish in Garland, Texas. He was a beloved priest there, and then he got, he was there for several years, and mm-hmm. then he got moved, I think, like in 2011 or somewhere around that time to a parish, I think Sarah, St. Clara of Assisi Parish in Dallas, and then mm-hmm. to uh, the McKinney Parish, St. Gabriel's in McKinney, then to St. William's in Greenville, mm-hmm. yeah. and now he's retiring, so... And by the way, if you're listening and you want to comment in any of these assignments or maybe uh, say something uh, kind about uh, some of our retired priests, uh, because uh, the, the next couple uh, have, have been longtime priests in the Dallas Diocese as well, you can give us a call, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Monsignor Henry Petter, uh, this is not a big surprise, I think everybody saw this one coming, uh, longtime pastor at St. Anne's. He's been your pastor for quite some time, Sam. And also, before that, a longtime pastor at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in, in uh, Plano. Uh, he's retiring. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Diane was asking me earlier, has there been like a big party or yeah. a celebration or what, what, what are you all doing over there? Yeah. So, he, we did have a party, uh, There's, I think, towards the end of May. Okay. And <laughs> it was pretty big from what I saw. I wasn't actually there because I got COVID then, but he, he had it. Uh, he had a big party, and he announced he was retiring mm-hmm. well before this announcement came out at St. Anne's. All right. And, yeah, he, he whenever we went out there for the St. Anne's Carnival, he would always play the uh, the harmonica. Yeah. And I'm guessing that won't change. Uh, do you know, is he going to continue living there, or is yeah. he going yeah, to live be, at St. Anne's? He might occasionally say Masses there, too. Um, okay. But, yeah, he'll still be there, and he'll be attending Masses at St. Anne's, too. The other retiring priest... A longtime pastor at uh, All Saints in Dallas and Prince of Peace in Plano, Father Tom Clarity. 
is retiring. He's been a priest for a long time, uh, a very beloved priest, and so he's going to retire, and I presume will continue living in Plano, but I'm not 100% certain of that. All right, so some other news from the Dallas Diocese. And again, if you want to comment on any of these uh, retiring priests or any of these changes, uh, you can give us a call, 877-757-9424. The new rector of the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe is uh, Father Jesus Belmontes. I don't know him personally, but uh, he's the one that uh, Martin said was uh, really a beloved priest there at uh, uh, St. Juan Diego. Father Bearshank has been appointed chaplain of St. Jude Chapel in Dallas. And previously the rector of the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe, Father Jonathan Austin, is taking a leave of absence. I don't know the the story behind that, but uh, he's been a great, great support of Catholic Radio and has always allowed us to come in and uh, and speak at the parish. And he's so, one of the first uh, pastors that allows us to do yeah, parish talks. Yeah, well, yeah, it's to it's kick always, off the it's, car raffle. It's always, uh, yeah, St. Jude is always the first weekend. Uh, let's see, um, what else? Uh, Father Vincent Anyama, uh, has been appointed vice rector of Holy Trinity Seminary. He had been serving as vice rector of St. Mary's Seminary in Houston. Uh, Father Paul Bechter, uh, is the new director of vocations. And he's been at your parish. It seems like everything, everything comes through St. Anne's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and now here's the big, uh, this is the big news, uh, mm. in case people don't know. The new pastor of St. Anne's Parish in Capel. Drumroll, please. <laughs> is Father Edwin Leonard. That's exciting. Uh, now, Father Edwin, it seems, for the last, uh, you know, five or ten years, has been wearing a lot of different hats. Like, he's, he hasn't <laughs> been just, like, in one place. He's been vocation director. He's been a chaplain at Bishop Lynch. I don't know. I, I doubt he's going to be able to continue doing that. I mean, maybe he is. Uh, he was out at um, Greenville. He was, I think, living at St. Monica. or I mean, he, he was just kind of St. Michael Everywhere. And, and McKinney, just kind of like doing everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe now he's only going to be doing this one. And that, that's, a, that's a huge assignment. It's a pretty big yeah. assignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Another big surprise, if you uh, have not already heard about these, Father Alphonse Nazaro is leaving All Saints Parish. In Dallas and becoming the pastoral administrator of Mary Immaculate Parish and Farmers Branch. That's a pretty big deal. It and is. That, that's a big change. It is. And then if you're paying attention to all these pastors, you're saying, well, what happened to Father Michael Forge? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you were thinking, right? Exactly Cecil? what I was thinking. Uh, Father Michael Forge is going to Prince of Peace because with Father uh, Clority's departure from Prince of Peace, obviously that leaves a, a, a vacuum. And so in comes Father Michael Forge. Uh, Father Jovita Okoli is the new uh, pastor administrator of All Saints in Dallas. Uh, Father Garrett Bachman is the parochial vicar at All Saints now. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, Father Martin Castaneda has been named pastor of St. Mary's in Sherman. Uh, Father Forge, we mentioned. Of- oh, wasn't... Um, oh. Priest who does faith fitness. Do we already mention him or not? Uh, Father, no, not, not yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's coming. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I jumped the gun. I <laughs> no, jumped all right. the gun. No, that's okay. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, Father, that that's a little bit of a surprise because he had been to St. Patrick's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Francisco Orasco, uh, parochial vicar at St. Anne's Wiley. Uh, Father Joe Lee is parochial vicar at St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco. Uh, he had been at Holy Spirit in Duncanville. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had allowed us to to come out. 
uh, not that the like the 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 value of of every priest is whether or not they allow us to come out to their parish and sell <laughs> raffle tickets and, and promote Catholic radio, but but we do appreciate it very much. Uh, Fray Luis Avaraisa, uh, who has been here on a number of occasions, primarily on the Spanish side. Um, he has been reassigned outside the Dallas Diocese. He was pastor of Our Lady of Lords. Uh, so he's leaving. And then the one that Cicel just highlighted a moment ago, uh, Father Ignacio Overa, uh, has been appointed Procio Vicar at St. Cecilia Parish in Dallas. Okay. Um, and so, okay, so that, that's, there, there's others, but those are the big ones. Uh, some, some, a lot of yes, changes. some big surprises. So now we move to the Forward that Diocese. That was only the Dallas Diocese, in yeah. case you weren't following everyone. <laughs> that was the Forward Diocese. So now let's... Dallas Diocese. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, Bishop Olson ordained six men to the priesthood back on May 22nd at Vietnamese Martyrs Church. Largest class of candidates to complete seminary formation since the diocese was established 52 years ago. So this is a big deal. Uh, They are, and I'll um, just kind of tell you where they've been assigned. Uh, Father Joseph Moreno is going to be pastoral administrator at St. Jude Thaddeus Church in Burke, Burke Burnett, Iowa Park. That's kind of outside the... uh, Outside of Fort Worth. So anyways, Father Joseph Moreno. Father Thomas Jones is going to be Procure Vicar at St. Jude the, the Apostle Catholic Church in Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Sam Mall yes. is, uh, well, we're going to let that be a surprise because okay. he's going to join us, okay? <laughs> so everybody good. just has to kind of wait. And then uh, we'll let Father Sam Mall know where he's going to be assigned, okay? Yeah, we'll let him know. Yeah, we, we're going to we'll break, break, break it break to it him to live him. on the radio exactly. when we talk to him in here in a few minutes. Uh, Father Jason Allen is going to be Procure Vicar at Immaculate Conception Catholic Church in Denton. Uh, Father Lynn uh, Wynn, Procure Vicar St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Church in Keller. And then Father Brett Metzler is going to be joining us as well. He has not been assigned to a parish. Do you know where he's going? I saw that. I'm interested to know more about what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a good way we can find out, exactly. right? <laughs> Gee, if only we could talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to join us here in uh, about 20 minutes. All right. Uh, some other news from the Fort Worth Diocese. Uh, the uh, Procure Vicar of St. Maria Gretti Catholic Church in Arlington, uh, Father Michael Siski, T-O-R, has been named pastor of that parish. Uh, Father James Mormon, also a TOR, uh, is going to be Procure Vicar. So they're seeing a lot of changes over there at St. Maria Goretti. Uh, Father Daniel Kelly uh, had been pastor of St. Joseph's Church in Arlington. He is now pastor of St. Jude the Apostle uh, Catholic Church in Mansfield, effective July 1st. Okay, yeah, all the, most of these assignments are effective July 1st. Father Jonathan Demma, who is the uh, beloved son of... Uh, very, Michael Demma? Uh, yeah, uh, my Michael Demma and Alana Demma. He's been named pastor of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Wichita Falls. He was uh, administrator, so no big changes there. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, let's see, the, the, the current pastor of St. Maria Gretti Church in Arlington, uh, Father James Angert, is being transferred outside the Diocese of Fort Worth. Um, uh, Father Miguel Angel Gonzalez Lopez, uh, was pastor of St. Jude in Mansfield. He is being reassigned outside. And here's also a, a few interesting notes. Uh, Father Richard Kirkham. Do you remember that whole, um, 
uh, mm-hmm. I guess for lack of a better word, debacle um, at St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church in Prosper. Uh, he resigned in on June 5th of 2018, but later changed his mind and sought to reverse the resignation by hierarchical recourse to the Holy See. The third and final step in that recourse is now complete, and the Supreme, Supreme Tribunal of the Apostolic Signatura upheld the validity of his resignation, as did the Congregation for the Clergy uh, in, the, in the first instance. So Father Kirkham uh, is now officially resigned as uh, pastor, and, that, and he does not have an assignment with the Diocese of Fort Worth. Uh, John Grimmels former pastor of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller. He's the one that really built up that church many Mm. uh, decades ago. Uh, He requested dispensation from all rights and duties of priestly ministry, and his rescript of laization has been granted by the Holy See. And the same with Father Isaac Adasco, who has been uh, given official Leia cessation uh, by the Holy See. So, anyways, lots of information. Any um, any comments or thoughts on on those? Or that's well, a, it's a lot of information. Seems like this all like a changing of priest or reassignments happens right after the diocese ordains new priests. Yeah, yeah. it's always in the summer. It's a big shuffle. Yeah, I would not want to be the person in charge of like, oh wait, there's this parish who's moving here. Who's, yeah, that's a lot of moving parts. You know, it going takes on. a lot of like discernment and yes. reflection by the bishops to be able to make these changes. Because I know many parishes are going to lose their beloved priests, and you know have to get acquainted with their new pastors and stuff. So it's a big change, and mm-hmm. I just wonder. You know, this is a big process for the bishops to go through. Yeah, most of us don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, imagine, uh, you know, I find out, oh, Dave, you're no longer executive director of the North Texas station. Now you're executive director in San Antonio, and and Richard Reyna becomes manager in D.C., and all of a sudden, your whole life gets kind of, you know, okay, I got to pick up and go, and you just do it through obedience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and that's but that's what they sign up for when yes. they when they become yeah. priests. They are obedient to the bishop, and I know every time I've ever talked to one, they just say, you know what, whatever the bishop wants, <laughs> you know, I'm at his service, and so that, that's that's kind of fun. And now we have to update all of our records <laughs> <Yes>. and spreadsheets, <laughs> and uh, you know that kind of stuff. So. Anyways, uh, that's the latest news, and uh, don't forget, uh, get your Summer Speaker Series tickets. Uh, the event is August 5th. It's going to be uh, right across the street from us at the, the Grand Ballroom of the uh, Irving Convention Center. Father John Ricardo is coming in. Tickets are $75 each, and we hope to see you there. Uh, we're expecting about 1,000 people to be at the uh, the event. Yeah, and it's a good distance. It's, only, it's not that far from our Fort Worth listeners or our Dallas listeners to uh, to attend the event, and since it's at the Irvin Convention Center, it's a central location. Yeah, it is. It's a great location. All right, uh, as promised, we're going to come back and talk to a couple of the newest priests in the Fort Worth Diocese, thanks to Pat Swachina, uh, Communication Director for the Fort Worth Diocese. So, yeah, we're going to speak to Father Sam Mall here in just a couple of minutes, and then also Father Brett Metzler about their ordination, their call to the priesthood, their new assignments, and all that kind of good stuff. So hang with us. This is a good news show. We'll be right back. Hey, Dave, what are you doing this summer? Hey, Cecil, I was just sitting here putting my to-do list together. I'm going on vacation, trips to the swimming pool. Um, Dave, you're forgetting something. Oh, really? What's that? 
The Summer Speaker Series with Father John Ricardo on Thursday, August 5th in the Grand Ballroom of the Urban Convention Center? Of course, it's all set. I've got it on my calendar. But have you gotten your tickets at summerspeakerseries.com yet? You've got to guarantee your seat. Cecil, I'm the MC. Oh, yeah. Get your tickets today at summerspeakerseries.com. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, and the participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. All KATH 910 AM listeners are invited to participate in an online auction supporting the Tri-Parish Fundraiser for St. John's Catholic Church in Bridgeport. The online auction begins Saturday, June 19th at 8 AM. The community is also invited to join the parish for a picnic that begins before the silent auction. Auction items include designer handbags, a fishing trip for two, one-week timeshare in Cabo, and a gas grill. To participate and for more information, visit jbdcatholics.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options. And you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. Our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Catholic Church in Louisville is currently seeking a part-time youth minister. The youth minister is responsible for writing and giving talks between the two Sunday Masses. Qualifications for those interested in applying include being an active member of a Catholic Church and being knowledgeable in the faith, prior experience as a youth minister, good oral and written skills, and having a college degree in any area of study. Candidates should submit a resume and cover letter to Lady OFL. 719 at gmail.com. Are you a healthcare professional who wants to learn more about fertility awareness, restorative reproductive medicine, and the Billings Ovulation Method? Are you in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit boma-usa.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. This is your gateway to a whole new learning experience. We are back. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Thanks for joining us 33 minutes after 12 o'clock. And uh, we, we threw a lot of information out at you in that first segment about all the new assignments and the 12 new priests that we have in the Dallas and Fort Worth Diocese. And uh, what, what an amazing blessing. And um, I, I mentioned that we're likely going to be highlighting some of the Dallas, uh, the new Dallas priests in a future program. Uh, but for the, the remainder of this show, we're going to spend speaking to two of the newly ordained priests in the Fort Worth Diocese. I mentioned that back on May 22nd at Vietnamese Martyrs Church in Arlington, six men were ordained, and two of them are going to be joining us uh, in this uh, half hour. The first of them is uh, now Father Sam Mall, who, um, as I mentioned, oh, no, we didn't mention <laughs> his new assignment. Yeah, you left it as a, I left it, as uh, a cliffhanger, Dave. Yeah, so uh, he has been uh, assigned 
as the new parochial vicar at St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in North Richland Hills, effective July 1st of this year. And he joins us now to speak about, wow, this uh, new phase of his life. Father Maul, thank you for uh, being on the show with us today, and congratulations on your ordination. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure of mine to be on here. Yeah, so gosh, I don't know where to start. Uh, may, may bring us back to the actual ordination day. Uh, the only thing I can compare it to is is getting married and how exciting that was for me and friends and family in. And uh, how was it for you personally back on, on that day, along with the the, the five other um, you know transitional deacons being ordained? What what, what was uh, that day like for you? Well, uh, you know. For most people uh, getting ordained priests, they kind of have a, a similar experience at their diaconate. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces, big liturgy being planned. Um, all of the priests that you know are there. Um, lots of friends, lots of family, and it's it's kind of an experience. So you're at the time of your priestly ordination, you kind of get a second run. Um, for us, our diaconate, the six of us who got ordained deacons last March um, at the very beginning of the pandemic. We weren't allowed to have any of that, so we were only allowed to have 50 people total in the church um, for our diaconate ordination. So I was only able to invite three people to it. So it was it was definitely a bigger experience than what I was expecting. Seeing priests that I've known from all over the country come in, um, seeing all the moving parts and pieces, and making and watching other people get everything organized while I just sat there just waiting to be ordained. It was <laughs> it was a surreal event. And it was a great event. Yeah. I remember, uh, again, comparing it to my experience of being married the moment uh, I did the vows, and it, it just kind of hit me like, I'm a married man now. <laughs> and everything, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a real change. <laughs> what, what is it like right. to uh, all of a sudden, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic priest. Of course, you've been preparing for this for, for many years now, but uh, what, what uh, the, just kind of that, uh, I guess, ontological change that, that came about in you, and, 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 and what, what were your first few things that you did as, as a priest, or the first blessing or first mass? Can you tell us about those? Yeah, sure. Uh yeah, it was during it was during the entire mass. It was at the actually it was at the Kyrie that it all kind of hit me, saying, "Oh wow, this is real." Uh, after ten years of seminary, it's finally happening. Um, and so, whenever we the bishop said the prayer of ordination, we all stood up and were vested as priests. Um, that was a pretty great experience. And then immediately afterwards, we we all went outside the church and we all kind of had lines to see our friends and family and to offer our first blessings and. Um, I heard confessions that afternoon, and then um, I had my first Mass back in my home parish at St. Michael's in Bedford um, the following day. Oh, wow. I live a, a, a stone's throw from that parish. I'm just right in that, that neighborhood. I didn't realize you went back uh, to that. And you also have been friends with Cecil, who is the one who called you and uh, have worked. What? Uh, t- tell us about you know your highlights of seminary life because I know you you know you work at parishes you take a lot of classes what as you look back now and all the preparation that you had uh, to become a priest uh, what were some of the highlights of your life as a seminarian? Well, I, you know, over ten years, I, I, it's really hard to kind of narrow it down. I think one of which is just the vast, wide variety of opportunities that I had during my time in formation. Um, I lived in. Dallas, Washington, D.C., and San Antonio, and Louisville, um, and 
in four different kind of places, three different seminaries. My assignment at St. Philip's in Louisville, where I met Sissel, and I, uh, you know, it was just I got to go to World Youth Day, I got to travel. I w- I received a world class education in both philosophy and theology, and um, I, it was just the just the entire ten years of just having opportunity after opportunity given to me by God and ultimately the people of Fort Worth who, um, who paid for my education and, and supported me in their prayers and, and friendships throughout the time. Father Samuel Mall joins us here on the Good News Show. He is a newly ordained priest as of May uh, 22nd, yeah, um, in the Fort Worth Diocese, and he has been right. assigned by Bishop Olson as the parochial vicar of St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in North Richland Hills, effective July 1st. So I'll talk about that in, in just a moment and your expectations and uh, what you're doing now is your wait for that. Uh, bring us back, if you would, uh, Father, to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, maybe. How, how did that first seed of uh, inspiration come into you as far as, like, God saying, you know what, I think I'd like you to consider being a priest. Uh, what was your vocation story? Um. Well, no, I I was struggling kind of with my faith a little bit at the time, and uh, when I was in <clears throat> when I was in high school, and I had the opportunity to go to a camp, a Catholic camp at the University of Notre Dame called ND Vision, and while I was there, the the on campus college seminary they invited anybody, any of the men at the camp if they wanted to come over and meet some seminarians and priests, if they wanted to go uh, and just have lunch there, and I said, well, you know, I've never actually spoken to a priest one-on-one or never spend any time. I don't know what a seminarian is. So yeah, sure. I'll go. So I go over and one of the priests there looked at me in particular and he asked, have you ever thought about being a priest? And and I said, no. And he goes, well, and he, and he goes, well, you should. Um, and, and so those three words, well, you should really kind of change my outlook at the life. I was, 15, and you're about at that time where you're starting to look at colleges, what you want to study, what do you want to be, and the idea of, well, you should. You should think about a life of service. You should think about what is it that God is calling you towards. You should think about that. That really kind of lodged in my head, and then um, over the over the years, um, I started to become a little more interested and a little more um I think Jesus was calling me and inspiring my heart to follow him more closely. And so I started to go to daily mass um, before before school started in high school and um, really trying to fall in love with the Eucharist and really trying to understand it, um, which you can't, re- you can't do completely. It is a mystery. But uh, really trying to follow him and experience the Eucharist on a daily basis. And that just... Um, supercharged my vocation and thoroughly nourished me uh, spiritually. And then eventually I just kind of made the decision. I said, you know, I think that God isn't calling me to be a priest later. He's calling me to be a priest now. So Mm. I better, I better apply to seminary. So I I applied my senior year of high school and was accepted by the diocese of Fort Worth under Bishop Van at the time. And that was 10 years ago. So yeah, or 11 years ago. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy whirlwind, but it's been uh, a wonderful blessing. Yeah, just a few minutes remaining with Father Maul, and uh, again, a big congratulations to him and the other five newly ordained priests for the Fort Worth Diocese. Uh, Father, 
Uh, tell us about your new assignment. Uh, it's always interesting to hear how you found out about it and perhaps uh, what Bishop Olson said was the reason why he thought you'd be a good fit uh, at St. John the Apostle and uh, maybe uh, how, how your preparations for beginning there. Um, well, I got the call uh, from the bishop um, a couple a couple days or about a week or so before the official assignments kind of came out to everybody. And um, both he and the Vicar General, Father Wallace, um, were on the phone and just kind of informed me saying, uh, we know you've been waiting for this for a long time, and here it is. You're, you'll be here um, with Father Jack McCone as the pastor at St. John the Apostle in Northwich and Hills. Um, to which I said, thank you very much. I am very appreciative. <laughs> um, I, I've, known, I've known Father Jack uh, Father McCone for a long time, and, uh, and I'm very excited to be able to work with him um, as his parochial vicar. And uh, I've been assigned to St. John the Apostle as, over, on a summer assignment before, so I'm excited to go back. Um, they have a school there, which I'm very excited to work with. Um, I love school and education and kids, and so uh, I'm really excited to be a part of that and uh, do the things that a priest does, you know, say Mass, hear confessions visit the sick, visit with people, and teach. So so I'm very excited to do all of those things for the people of North Richland Hills. Yes. Uh, and what about between now and then? Uh, just kind of easing and chilling, uh, summer break? or <laughs> what, are, are, what, what do you do between now and July 1st? Uh, now between July 1st, um, as some priests have told us, they say, enjoy this month because you're never getting one of these again. <laughs> oh, so you, you really are just, uh, you do get to relax, huh? Well, well, a little bit. I, I have I have masses scheduled on the weekends um, to various parishes that I've been assigned to over the years to go and celebrate the Eucharist with them and, and to celebrate with them. So this past weekend, I went out to the west end of our diocese um, to to a four parish circuit, and I celebrated mass with all of the communities out there, and um, and then I'll, I'll be visiting a couple other parishes. But in the meantime, during the weeks, you know, visiting family and friends, and um, moving in, setting up my office, getting some reading done. Uh, and great. Lots of prayers of Thanksgiving. Yeah, awesome. Well, Father Maul, thank you for uh, taking some time with us today. We hope you'll come visit our studio sometime. We'll do an interview in person, and uh, as we always say to all the priests and the diocese and the bishops, uh, however we can be of service to you here at the radio station, please don't ever hesitate to ask, okay? Absolutely. Well, thanks so much. Thanks again for the invite. I'm happy to be here, and uh, blessings upon you and all your listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, That's Father Samuel Mall, again, uh, one of the six newly ordained priests in the Fort Worth Diocese, and he has been assigned, as we mentioned, as Procure Vicar of St. John, the Apostle Catholic Church in North Richland Hills, effective July 1st. I was just kidding about him just kind of taking it easy. I thought for sure that... Hey, you nailed it uh, on the head, Dave. (laughs) I'm so excited for him. When he mentioned he likes, uh, you know, hanging out with kids and stuff like that, he did a pretty fantastic over view of church history and our youth group when he was at St. Philip's uh, using memes, so I think he's going to do amazing. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> what amazed me was 10 years to prepare for this day. Wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing to, years, to, wow. to, to think about that? Because, uh, yeah, most people, again, I, I, I kept comparing it to, to marriage, and uh, most people don't have 10 years to prepare for marriage. <laughs> I know. I uh, Yeah, that. but that's that's, that's so neat. Uh, well, what, what a uh, an exciting um 
opportunity for us to speak to him and for him and all that's going on in his life right now. He just gets to read. And then July 1st, uh, boy, he's got to hit the, hit the deck running there at uh, North Richland Hills. All right, we are going to not take a break and uh, go straight to uh, our second guest, who I think we're going to have on in just a moment. Uh, again, six uh, newly ordained priests in the Fourth Diocese and also six in the Dallas Diocese. So we mentioned in the uh, some 52-year history of the Fourth Diocese, this is the largest uh, uh, class of ordained priests, and I'm guessing it might be one of the larger classes in the Dallas Diocese as well. I, I wonder the 12 between the two dioceses, that's probably um, a record, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, joining us now, uh, another one of the newly ordained priests in um, the Fourth Diocese, Father Brett Metzler joins us here on the Good News Show. Father Metzler, good afternoon. Afternoon, how are you? Good, good. Thanks uh, for taking some time to be with us here on the program, and Congratulations on the ordination. <laughs> uh, we just spoke to, to Father Maul a moment ago. Um, and I'll ask you the same question. Just, you know, how, how was it for you on the 22nd there in Arlington after all the preparation and all the study and the prayer and the discernment? And, uh, you know, you, you walk in a deacon, you walk out a priest. Uh, how, what, what was that day like for you? Well, it was very surreal. Um, you know, it was obviously an incredibly beautiful ordination, and um, really it was it was a feeling of uh, just completion, you know, a feeling of this is the, this is the right place to be, uh, just knowing that, you know, you've been walking with the Lord for so long, you're walking with your brothers and with the church, and uh, it's just this, this great, beautiful moment of, uh, you know, the yes kind of coming to fruition, um, and it was, I mean, it was very, it was an emotional Beautiful, beautiful day. There, there probably have been some ordination classes over the last ten years where there was, you know, one priest or two or three. What is it? How was it to have five uh, friends, fellow, you know, uh, that you've journeyed with, all being ordained? The, the largest uh, class, I believe, according to the North Texas Catholic uh, ever in the Fourth Diocese. How was it to have that many ordained in the same day? It was incredible, you know, um, <clears throat> being able to be there with your brothers, and and also, you know, it's it's a it's a testament to faith too, you know. Whenever you see that these your five brothers who came from, you know, we all came from different backgrounds, different um, raised in different environments, and just seeing how the Lord brought us to the same place uh, from so many different places. Um, and it was, it's just a sign that the Holy Spirit is still active and working in the church and, and, you know, the, the Lord is still calling men to his harvest. Um, it was a, I mean, it was beautiful, you know, to be able to, to be there with your brothers, knowing that they're making the same sacrifice with you, um, that they're pursuing the Lord in the same way. Um, it was, it was really special to, to be kneeling there and looking over and seeing, seeing my five brothers who I've been, um, I've been going to seminary with. It was a really, it was a really special moment. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a challenging time in the church. Uh, Father Maul was talking about you all being ordained as deacons in the midst of COVID, and even outside of COVID, there's a lot of things going on with it, within the church. Can you, can you take us back to uh, your own vocational call uh, and how the Lord 
kind of uh, let you know that this was his desire for you? Uh, I don't know how far back it goes in your particular case, but what is your vocation story? Well, you know, usually I kind of start off by talking about, you know, 10 years ago I had um, a kind of conversion experience where, you know, I I went on a retreat and, and the emphasis of the retreat was just start really taking time to pray on your own and, and, and foster that relationship with Christ. Um, you know, kind of including the sacraments and the sacraments being the most important part, but also just taking that, really that, that holy hour that kind of full machine talks about. Um, and, you know, I started doing that <clears throat> every day. And, you know, eventually, you know, when you keep showing up to listen to the Lord, he starts saying things. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I just, uh, over, over time of, of praying and asking the Lord what he wanted from me, um, the call just became clearer and clearer. And, you know, it, it, it kind of began as, um, both spiritual and emotional, you know, an, an emotional kind of, I really want to do this. I really think the Lord is calling me to this. Um, I think it's his plan for my life. And, um, and so after, you know, a while of doing that consistent holy hour, um, I felt the Lord was calling me and, you know, I kind of started the process, <clears throat> but even, you know, even before that, it began at home, you know, having my parents, teach me the faith, um, learning the faith in school, um, learning um, uh, the importance of the sacraments and confession. You know, my my dad, as much as I didn't always want to, um, would always take me to confession probably twice a month, um, just a very consistent thing. Hmm. And I think that really, that really stuck with me as this is something important that my, that my dad holds in his life. Yeah. Um, and, my, and my mom too, but you know, I think the fact that my that my dad really saw it as important led to me thinking it was also important. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once I kind of made that made that decision for myself, um, is when you know the Lord started calling me to this specific vocation. Yeah. I bet they were uh, delighted on the twenty second. Uh, are uh, are your parents both uh, alive? Were they able to experience the ordination uh, last month? They were. Yeah, they were both there. So was my sister and brother-in-law and grandma and much of my family. Um, and everybody, everybody was very, very happy, very excited, very emotional. Um, and I think it was, you know, surreal for them too, because, you know, they see me as a son and a brother. Um, but then seeing, you know, this, this special call that the Lord has given to not only me, but to my family, um, it was really a special time for them. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, my, they both told me multiple times how proud they are, and um, and it's helped them grow closer to Christ as well in his church. And it's really been beautiful, you know, all that Jesus does for a family has said yes to giving their son to the church. Yes, really, really amen. Father Brett Metzler joining us. Uh, we've got about five minutes remaining, and... Um, here on the Good News Show. Father, one of the things I notice in looking at the assignments from Bishop Olson is the other five have all been assigned to parishes, and when it comes to your assignment, uh, ordained uh, to graduate studies at the Catholic University of America in residence at Theological College, effective July 1st. Uh, Tell us about this assignment and 
if you have any insight as to why uh, Bishop Olson chose for you to, to continue your studies rather than have an immediate assignment at a parish. Right. Well, <clears throat> the assignment he's, he's given me is to go and study to receive what's called an STL, which is a license of sacred theology. And the degree is particularly to give somebody the license to teach at a Catholic university. Um, and that's, that's one of the uses for it, but it's also really just an avenue for further education in theology, um, a, more, a more specified kind of theology, you know, whereas the degrees we normally get is like a, it's a bachelor's of sacred theology, and that covers kind of the wide swath of um, the theological education. Uh, but the STL is a, you go deeper into specific elements of theology, and, and the one that I've chosen is eschatology, which is kind of the study of the end things, the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, and and I'll be writing my thesis on St. Thomas Aquinas and the virtue of hope. Um, and part of the reason for that is, you know, just because, you know, a lot of people, when you talk to them, <clears throat> some people, maybe not all, but it, it's hard to distinguish the language when we talk about the virtues, especially the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. And I think hope is definitely something that people really want and really need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, I want to be able to help people get back to that longing for, for heaven that, you know, it starts now, but it comes to fruition in eternity. Um, and I think, you know, the Bishop's goal is to have priests with this further, edu- further education that can come back and, you know, help the diocese, um, you know, help further educate people in the diocese, whether it be catechesis or, giving talks or or different different things like that but the the most uh specific reason is to just go deeper into theology and this opportunity came up and and the bishop asked me to do it oh wow uh i I, you probably don't know this i am a big fan of saint thomas aquinas i teach him to high school kids i teach the summa so when you're when you're talking about hope and aquinas and you know uh i i totally agree i can see why that is such an a, a needed uh, area of study, especially in our day where there are a lot of people that have lost hope and are leaving the faith. So, uh, amazing. Um, so is this uh, going to be like a four-year program or, um, are you, you, do, do, I, do you know how long you're going to be there or what happens after that or, or, or what? Right. So, so the program, <clears throat> it's, it's a degree offered through CUA and you actually start the degree your third year of theology. You get your, bachelors of sacred theology and then if your bishop asks you kind of start taking classes for the license um and i so i started it last year it's overall a two-year program okay so i'll only be in dc for one more year um and then i'll come back and receive another assignment um, of which i'm i'm not sure yet but i know it'll be somewhere in the diocese Oh, awesome. Uh, well, Father, thank you so much. Uh, between now and then, uh, Father Maul said that he actually gets to kind of relax until July 1st uh, when he, he goes over to Northwich and Hills. Do you get a, a few weeks now to, you know, chill and relax before heading back to D.C.? Or what, what are your immediate plans for the next few weeks? We do, yeah. Typically, the month of June is kind of like a newly ordained priest's time off and so you take time to be with family, maybe go on vacation. Um, 
And and so I've been I've been doing that, and I'll come back in the diocese um, in a in a couple of days. And you know, for the for the weekends, um, it's taken up with going to different parishes and doing masses of Thanksgiving, um, especially to parishes where I spent time on you know summer assignments and parishes that had a, a special impact on me and a special. Um, you know, it helped me out a lot in seminary, very, very generous and very grateful and just had a big impact on my formation. Um, so I'll be doing that throughout June. And then July 1st, I'll start, you know, kind of writing my thesis. Um, but as well, I'll be, you know, doing different assignments in the diocese, different masses and helping out and different parishes on the weekends and, and stuff like that. And also just whatever whatever the bishop needs and whatever, you know, the needs of the diocese are, I'll kind of be a help out priest until, until I go back in August. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thanks for taking some time with us. Congratulations on behalf of all of us. If there's anything that uh, we can do at the radio station to help you, or if uh, at any point uh, during the, the time that, you know, of your, your many years as a priest, we're, we're at your service. So, th- so thank you, Father Metzler, uh, for taking, taking some time with us today. And uh, congratulations again. All right. Thank you all so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, Father um, the Brett Metzler there, who is uh, heading off to uh, to D.C. And, wow, that was in- interesting. Two different paths that they're yes. taking, one going straight to parish and one to studies. And, boy, he's studying uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, the virtue <laughs> of hope and eschatology. As That's pretty awesome. As soon as he said that, I went, oh, I Dave's excited. <laughs> he had, I, and I had a feeling, because every time somebody talks to me about studying, I always wonder, like, are you, are you a Thomist? I just, I'm just kind of <laughs> curious. And so uh, the fact that he's 